You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or all the other podcasting platforms out there. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a single episode of Locked on Panthers and be sure to follow me Julian Council on Twitter right down there at Julian Council because every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council we knew it we knew it anyone who had any common sense on July 6th when the Carolina Panthers sent a fifth-round conditional pick in 2024 to the Cleveland Browns for the services of former number one overall pick Baker Mayfield, you knew then that he would be named the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers when they face off against those exact same Browns on September 11th, right down the street from where I'm sitting at Bank of America Stadium. That was always going to be the case. You can try and convince yourself all you want that Sam Darnold could still win the job, and it's Sam Darnold was the better player. But if you watch Baker Mayfield and you watch Sam Darnold through the first four years of their career as starters in the NFL, Baker in Cleveland and Sam in New York with the Jets and last season in Carolina, Baker Mayfield was head and shoulders a better player than Sam Darnold. So it should not be a surprise to anyone just based off of how the two have performed that Baker would win the job. But really... It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that Baker won the job because the Carolina Panthers spent the entirety of the offseason trying to find an upgrade from Sam Darnold. Let's go back to January of this past year. Following the Bucks' loss on Week 18 and the season being over, exit interview, Scott Fitterer spoke to the media, and he talked about two things that they needed to do. Fix the offensive line and find some competition in that quarterback room. They successfully have fixed the offensive line at least projecting, it looks like they've done that. Icky Aquino's there at left tackle. Brady Christensen should be a starter this year. They brought in Austin Corbett and Bradley Bozeman. Whenever he gets back from his ankle injury, will eventually be the starting center here in Carolina. That unit is fixed. The next thing they had to do was go out there and find a quarterback. Back in March, they were within the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. They obviously did not get Deshaun. He's in Cleveland. We will not see him this year as he will be suspended for the 11 games to start off the season. But they did not get Deshaun. They inquired about Russell Wilson. Russell decided that he would rather go to Denver, so he's a Bronco now. We will see Russell, but he won't be a Carolina Panther. Okay, the Carolina Panthers looked at the draft, went to the pro days of Matt Corral, of Kenny Pickett, of Malik Willis, got a look at Desmond Ritter at the Combine. They looked at all the top quarterbacks and decided with a sixth overall pick, the best thing for the organization to do was to take a left tackle in Ike Aquano. Eventually, they did trade up once the trade talks between Cleveland fell through and they could not acquire Baker Mayfield on that Friday night in day two of the NFL draft. They then decided, let's go trade up to get Matt Corral. But what did this organization say as soon as they drafted Matt Corral? They talked about how Matt is coming in here to not compete necessarily with Sam Darnold. They wanted to bring him along slowly 
and they wanted to develop Matt Corral. The idea was never for Matt Corral to be the week one starter or even the week five starter or the week 10 or week 15 starter here in Carolina this upcoming season. The idea with Matt Corral from day one was for him to sit behind whoever the starter was and possibly another veteran quarterback to actually add competition to this room. So that left the door open for Baker Mayfield to come to Carolina. We waited throughout OTAs. It didn't happen. There was a report from Jonathan Jones and Joe Person, respectively from CBS Sports with Jonathan Jones and Joe Person from The Athletic, that the Carolina Panthers were still eyeing Baker Mayfield, and they had sort of a soft deadline set to get him in by mandatory minicamp. That did not happen. They waited two more weeks until finally deciding to trade with Cleveland to get Baker Mayfield. And one of the reasons they were able to get it done was they convinced Baker to give back $3.5 million of his near $19 million fifth-year option that he's playing on this season. Cleveland would pay $10.5 million. The Panthers would pay about $4.85 million for their next starting quarterback. But Matt Rule didn't want to make it easy. Matt Rule wanted to show that here in Carolina – It's a meritocracy. Let's go back to December of last year when Joe Person put out the report about the Carolina Panthers and their struggles. And one of the key quotes from that was that players did not view Carolina as a meritocracy because Matt Rule had players from Temple and from Baylor who would not be on a roster anywhere else in the NFL. And if you look at some of the players that have come and gone, a lot of them are still free agents to this day. So maybe there was something about that or to that report. So Matt Rule... He's gone about it all offseason. There is more depth. There's actually true competition in these position groups. There was not competition at quarterback. I can understand wanting to slow play Icky and wait until after he played a single preseason game before handing him the job. We all know, though, the Carolina Panthers did not draft Icky Aquano sixth overall to not be the starting left tackle for them. Whether it was going to be week one or not, he was eventually going to be the starting left tackle. There was no question, though, about whether Baker Mayfield would start week one. As long as he was healthy... As long as he didn't look like complete crap, Baker Mayfield was going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers when they come in the tunnel against Cleveland Browns in week one at Bank of America Stadium. Sam Darnold, even if he would have been overwhelmingly better than Baker, could not be given the starting quarterback job. We know what it looks like when Sam Darnold plays in the NFL. He's been statistically the worst starting quarterback in the National Football League since he and Baker both entered the league in 2018. His first career pass was a pick six. We've known since literally the first pass he ever attempted in the NFL that he does not have what it takes to be a high-level starting quarterback. Now, will Baker be? I don't know. All I know is I'm happy that Matt Rule finally did this. He should have done it on July 6th. Or two weeks after then, when they introduced Baker as a starting as the uh, to Carolina, he should have done it. Maybe entering training camp, should have done it last week, the week before. But he finally did it, and I'm glad he did it now, starting the Monday of the final preseason week, because it's going to be the dress rehearsal on Friday against Buffalo. The starters are going to play at least the first quarter. He wants them to play into the second quarter. It's going to depend upon how healthy they are, and that goes with both the offense and the defense. But Baker. And the Panthers' offense now have 19 days to get prepared for Cleveland to come to town. They got this week, and they have two weeks after that to get on the same page. Baker did not have a great practice on Monday, according to all the reports that I saw. And I think part of that goes with you are still trying to get on the same page with a lot of these players. You're trying to understand the timing with Robbie Anderson, with DJ Moore. 
You want to understand Terrace Marshall, who's not been out there and who was put on notice, and we're being honest, on Friday night because he had been injured over the last two weeks. Matt Rule said, hey, get out there. I get it. You got a soft tissue injury. A lot of people do that too. Get out there and play because you have a new quarterback who I need you to get a good rapport with. So Baker and these receivers, and we're throwing Chris McCaffrey and even the tight ends, all have the next 19 days to get on the same page and get ready for Cleveland. It took far too long to get to this position, but we knew it was always going to happen. And now this sets up the ultimate revenge game for Baker Mayfield versus the Cleveland Browns. 19 days to get ready. And in a way, maybe I can understand why Matt Rule decided to wait to this point in time. He wanted Baker to have a firm grasp of Ben McAdoo's system, considering he wasn't here throughout OTAs and mandatory minicamp. And whose fault was that? It's the Carolina Panthers' fault for not getting the deal done earlier. But either way, they wanted to wait until he had a firm grasp. In the same way, they wanted to wait until Aki Kwanu finally played a game in the preseason. Do I agree with those stances? Not necessarily. You're really just wasting time. And as we saw of Icky, he's going to benefit from getting those first team reps like he's gotten the last two year, two weeks against Washington, going up against Montez Sweat and against New England this past weekend, against Josh Uche and against um, the defensive end whose name is now escaping me at this point in time. Either way, Baker Mayfield needs to get those reps. He always needed to get the starters reps. Well, he's going to finally get them. There's no question that Baker Mayfield was going to be the starting quarterback here in Carolina. The main question is, can Baker be the guy? That's what we want to find out. So we now have the next 18 weeks, 17 games to figure out whether Baker Mayfield can be the guy here in Carolina. If he's not, he'll be gone, and so will Matt Rule. A new coaching staff will come in, and they'll have an interesting decision to make. As I talked about with y'all yesterday, Matt Corral likely out for the season, trying to decide whether he's going to have surgery or not. That decision is going to probably come later today on Tuesday. That's when we'll find out what's going to happen with Matt Corral. And if it's surgery, depending on what I told y'all yesterday, that he might be out for about 11 months. And if that's the case, hard to see him competing for a job. And if Baker fails, and always dependent upon Baker Mayfield's play as far as dictating whether Matt Corral would get an opportunity to ever play competitive snaps in Carolina, and more so in 2023, if Baker fails, Carolina Panthers can be right there in the draft in 2023 looking for a quarterback, hopefully, in the first round. And Matt Rule will not be the head coach making that selection. So Baker Mayfield's play is going to dictate the future of Matt Rule here in Carolina. What is the future now for Sam Darnold as he has been named the backup quarterback here in Carolina? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 from Athletic Greens. Why? Because, well, basically they just sent me a box one day and I figured why not try what's in this stuff? So what's in it? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. AG1 is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, or if you just have an unhealthy diet, it's still going to help you out get getting those multivitamins that you need. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It costs them $100 per day. With AG1, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew and coffee habit out there right now. It's your time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, 
Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs of your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Sam Darnold was faced with a cold, hard reality on Monday when Matt Rule let him know that he would not be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers week one against the Cleveland Browns. The first time in Darnold's career that he would not be the week one starter. The last four years, started three years in a row, week one for the New York, New York Jets. And then last year here in Carolina was the starter. And now that will not be the case as Baker Mayfield, who... Anyone with any sense at all knew would be named QB1 for the Carolina Panthers against his former team, the Cleveland Browns, setting up the ultimate revenge game. And Baker spoke to the media about that on Monday, and he said, I'm not going to be a robot and tell you all that it's not going to mean something because it's going to. I'm just focused on Buffalo this week, and we'll get that to that point when we get there. So waiting until that week of uh, September 5th. Heading into that week one game on September 11th at Bank of America Stadium to finally hear the true feelings that Baker Mayfield has about how his time ended in Cleveland and how much it's going to mean to him to go out there against the Cleveland Browns week one and try to show them that they made the wrong decision by moving off of him and getting in the bed with Deshaun Watson, who's suspended for the first 11 games of the 2022 season. But let's focus on Sam Darnold for a second. I never loved the idea of the Carolina Panthers bringing Sam Darnold here. Y'all know that if you listen to the podcast or watch the podcast, I guess we didn't have the watch option back then, but if you listen to the podcast since I took over, y'all knew in my first episode ever, I talked about why it didn't make any sense to bring Sam Darnold here to Carolina. Why would you give up any assets for a player who, quite frankly, is not any good? I get that in New York, they did not sat around him around, they did not surround him, excuse me, with the best players as far as the offensive line, his receivers, his running backs. Didn't have much of a chance. I get that. But at some point in time, a player has to be able to overcome the inherent disadvantages that they're surrounded with. We did not see that from Sam Darnold. Sure, he had flashes, but for the most part, Sam Darnold did not overcome it. Coming here to Carolina last year, the thought was with Matt Rule, who had met Darnold when he interviewed for the job in New York, and with Joe Brady in this offensive system, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who played with Sam Darnold, and Robbie said that the Jets effed up Sam's development, and no one's going to question that. At all. But the excuses have to end at some point in time. The thought was, with all that around Sam, he'd come to Carolina, he could take over the starting job, no competition necessary, and could soar and be the player that a lot of folks thought he would be coming out of USC in 2018. It looked good for the first three weeks, especially in that second half against Houston when Christian McCaffrey went down and Sam had to lead that team to the win on the road. It looked good for the first half in Buff- in, um, in Dallas. But after that, two interceptions you saw there in the third quarter in Dallas, and from there on, Sam Darnold was the same guy that we saw in New York. Struggles to handle pressure, makes poor decisions, and just cannot operate an offense to an efficiency that's going to lead to touchdowns and therefore to wins. You can't win with Sam Darnold. We've seen that in New York, and we've seen that in Carolina, and there was no way Matt Rule was going to sit there with his job on the line No matter what David Tepper says, this is not a five-year plan, not a six-year plan. If Matt Rule fails this year, he's going to be gone. And Matt Rule was not going to hitch his wagon to Sam Darnold after doing it last year, which was a terrible decision at that moment. And as we've seen, 
when it played out, it was a bad decision, and now they owe Sam Darnold $18.858 million to be the backup quarterback to Baker Mayfield. It sucks for Sam. and He talked about it. He said it is what it is. And he approached this competition by just being focused on himself. And he had to known as soon as they traded for Baker that he was cooked. He might have thought that after they failed to get Deshaun and after they failed to get Russell Wilson and they didn't take a quarterback in the first round, which would have pretty much dictated that the Panthers had to start that guy and had it been Kenny Pickett. He would have been right there in the competition likely to start week one. Once he got past that point and they went through OTAs and mandatory minicamp, and the week after they didn't bring anybody in, he had to think that, hey, I've survived the worst of it. I'm going to be the starting quarterback here in Carolina this upcoming season. Well, unfortunately, that all ended the day the Carolina Panthers on July 6th traded for Baker Mayfield. And Sam had to known at that point in time the jig was up. He was not going to be the starting quarterback. It did not matter what he did this preseason in training camp. He was not going to be the starting quarterback because we know what it looks like once he gets out there on the field. Baker's a better player than him. Baker showed that. And it's fairly remarkable, too, for Baker to come in with only, uh, what, two weeks of experience in the playbook and never having been in practice with these players and Ben McAdoo in this system until he stepped foot in Spartanburg, I believe, on like the 30th of last month. It's pretty remarkable that Baker Mayfield's been able to get up to speed like this and to the point where Matt Rule is now ready to name him the starting quarterback. That's also an indictment on Sam Darnold, who's been here all offseason in this system, learning from Ben McAdoo, trying to get back to the basics, that he still could not beat Baker Mayfield out. But we knew that the Panthers were not going to try out Sam Darnold week one after requiring Baker. Now, Sam's not going anywhere. I know there's still going to be people out there who ask, should the Panthers trade Sam Darnold? It's nearly $19 million Panthers would pretty much have to eat to get rid of him. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And I had someone out there being like, oh, hey, well, if you're able to trade Sam and you pay the full salary, you can get back a fourth-round pick. Come on, man. What team out there wants Sam Darnold? Yeah, if he's free, sure. Do they really want to give a fourth-round pick for Sam Darnold? Because at this point in time, we've already seen that Sam Darnold is not worth the first-round pick. He's not worth the second, fourth, and a sixth-round pick. A single fourth-round pick, Sam Darnold is not worth that at all. The Carolina Panthers, if there was any sort of reasonable, logical way, unlike what that person tried to tell me on Twitter, which, again, it's Twitter, if there was any logical way to get rid of Sam Darnold, it would be what, the Baker, what Baker Mayfield and Cleveland had to do to get Baker over here, and the same thing with the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater. The Panthers have to pay the bulk of the salary. And now that Matt Corral is likely out for the season and Matt didn't even look like he was going to be ready to go at any point this season just based off what we saw in the preseason from him on Friday and last Saturday against Washington, Baker, I mean, Sam has to be on this roster. P.J. Walker, he's going to be the odd man out. I don't see them keeping three quarterbacks in a way. It's a blessing in disguise that Matt Corral went down because now someone who probably should have made the roster will make the roster. Um, who wasn't going to make – because probably someone who wasn't going to make the roster will now make the roster uh, because Sam Darnold won't be holding up that roster spot. He'll just be there because, hey, they need a backup quarterback. And as Matt Rules said multiple times, uh, last season, the vast majority of NFL teams had to play multiple starters, including Carolina, where they started three different players and Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, and P.J. Walker. I just see P.J. still being the odd man out. And as far as Sam's future past this upcoming season, unless Baker gets hurt and Sam gets out there and balls the hell out – his time as a starter in this league is over. Nice guy, great teammate, has handled all this with class, and he still believes in himself too. He said he still believes that he has all the traits and attributes to be a starter in this league, and that's the most frustrating thing about Sam Darnold because when you look at him, 6'3", 
great arm strength, smart guy, absolutely is what NFL teams are looking at for a quarterback. That's why Daniel Jeremiah and Tony Romo, those guys even this offseason, won't quit Sam Darnold because they look at the guy, they look at the traits, and they see someone who should be a high-level starter in the NFL. But for whatever reason, at this level, Sam Darnold has just not been able to grasp an offense and to execute it in the way that he needs to. The situations haven't been perfect. Absolutely understand that. But again, the excuses have to end at some point in time. So Sam Darnold will sit back there. He'll be a capable backup. We've already seen it over three weeks of the season, like the beginning of last year. You can trust Sam Darnold to be your backup quarterback. That's a lot more you can say about P.J. Walker, who after one week, you're pretty much ready to move on, move off of, as we saw with Carolina bringing Cam Newton really before P.J. even got a, a chance to start here a year ago. You can get more out of Sam than what, you, than what you would get out of P.J. But Sam Darnold, by no means can I see him ever being a starting quarterback in the NFL again. And for him, that sucks. But he's going to sit back there behind Baker and make a ton of money just to be the backup. And if called upon, I do think the guy will be ready. But will he ever be someone that a team wants to rely on for 17 games? Hard to believe that will be the case. So now that Baker officially is a starting quarterback here in Carolina, what is the Panthers' ceiling? I'm pretty bullish on them, as I've told y'all. And also, another important Panther finally came off the pup list. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. As you gear up for fall, you need to find the right people on your team to help your small business fire in all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Carolina Panthers got good news on Monday as Shaq Thompson finally came off the physically unable to perform list. If you remember, he was put on the list going into day one of training camp and has missed the first two preseason games. Shaq was back out there on Monday in pads for the first time this preseason and should be good to go week one. And that was always a thought. Matt Rule said that when speaking to the media once he got down to Wofford College or the start of training camp that Shaq would not be out there. He would be on pup. But eventually he would come back and would hopefully be ready for week one. And with 19 days until that September 11th matchup against the Cleveland Browns, it seems like Shaq is right there on track to be the starter. I don't know if he'll play on Friday night against Buffalo. I would be surprised considering he just came back. It's not the regular season, so not really any reason to rush him out there. It would be nice if we could get a series or two, but I, I would have a hard time seeing Shaq Thompson actually uh, playing any live game action Friday night as the Carolina Panthers have their preseason finale as they play at home uh, for the first time in the preseason against the Buffalo Bills Friday night at Bank of America Stadium. But let's get back to uh, Baker Mayfield, who kind of – Caused a little bit of waves when he came to Carolina when he showed up to training camp. 
at Wofford College with Shaq Thompson as Shaq was just there to pretty much hang out and be uh, a coach on the sideline and try and get healthy as soon as he could. But he brought Baker with him down that I-85 South Drive to Spartanburg, and who knows what was going on between those two guys. That was one of the things I had said. It would have been really nice had uh, Panthers Confidential been able to – I guess the Camp Confidential Show would have been able to show us the conversation. Maybe that's something HBO would have gotten done had the Panthers been part of Hard Knocks this past season. We would have loved to know the conversations that both Shaq and Baker were having in that in that um in that ride down to Wofford. Like Shaq's gonna be one of the leaders on defense once again, and I'm sure Baker is gonna be named a captain. And will be one of the leaders on this offense, and he's gonna need to be. And I look at Baker Mayfield coming to Carolina as a chance for the Carolina Panthers to make that leap in year three. Looking back at when Matt Rule was hired in January 2020, we all knew that the Carolina Panthers were not going to be a good team in 2020. They decided to get rid of Cam Newton. I don't love how they went about it. I don't necessarily question the decision, considering how things have played out for Cam since then. Cam's just not the guy he was before. New coach coming in, probably intimidated by Cam, wants to set his own foundation, and wanted to move off of a quarterback who had been injured the better part of the last two seasons. So, totally understandable that Matt Rule would want to do that. To go out there and say that, oh, Cam is now allowed to seek a trade after the free agent money dried up in the quarterback market certainly left a bad taste in my mouth and a lot of fans' mouths out there. But we knew in January 2020, with Cam gone, with Luke Keekley retiring, with Greg Olson moving on and going to Seattle, even with Colin Jones deciding to hang it up, and all the other players on defense like Mario Addison and like Bruce Irvin and even – um. God, I forgot his name, who we drafted at Louisiana Tech. Um, whatever. With all those players leaving defensively, we knew that – we knew that, of course, that with Matt Rule, that the team was not going to be good in 2020. They bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Expectations for Teddy can't really be that high. Teddy was good the year before New Orleans. He knew Joe Brady's system. Other than that, there wasn't too many things to really get excited about with Teddy Bridgewater. And as we saw, they went 5-11. Then he tried to sell Sam Darnold last season. That worked out for three games and maybe even a half with, with the Dallas game. And it all came crashing down. The team did improve by finding a place kicker. One of the key storylines going into the year with Joey Sly and then Ryan Santoso. They finally landed on Zane Gonzalez. Special teams overall still wasn't great. And the defense turned out to be... One of the best in the NFL, as it ended up being the number two total defense last season with areas to improve upon heading into this year. It was always set up for Matt Rule in year three to have that quarterback in place and have the roster in a position where they could take over the NFC South. Sean Payton's gone, which is a surprise. Drew Brees gone, not a surprise. Tom Brady retired, but then came back. But Bruce Arians, also somewhat of a surprise, is no longer in his division. Atlanta no longer has Matt Ryan, which... Definitely is a surprise. Julio Jones is gone. A second-year head coach and Arthur Smith. And Marcus Mariota is their quarterback. Ain't nobody afraid of Atlanta. New Orleans Panthers beat them last year. Good circumstances because of COVID, but still beat them. New Orleans is the team that should not scare you. With Dennis Allen as the head coach and them trying to figure out whether Jameis is that guy or not. And Tampa Bay, I think, is gettable. I look at Carolina as a sleeper team in the NFL this year, and I might say that as a Carolina Panthers podcast host and someone who roots for the team and wants this team to have success. I just think that this team, now with Baker, with that defense as good as they were last year, they can be healthier, and the special teams that should be improved and can maybe result into one or two more wins this year, I think this team should be 10-7. and seven. I'm all in on 10-7. and seven. 
I know it's only August 23rd, but I'm ready to go out there and say I think the Carolina Panthers are a 10-7 team, and that just might be good enough to win a division. I say that because Baker Mayfield is on this roster. The two things that Scott Fitterer wanted to do, like I mentioned earlier on the show, was to fix the O-line and to improve at quarterback. They've done that. The offensive line is much better than what they had last season. Cam Irving's a backup now. Michael Jordan's a backup now. Pat Elfline's a backup now. Those are three guys that you depended on who are now backups. Dennis Daly will not be on this roster. Someone who had to start last season is gone or going to be gone. That's a better unit. Now, injuries, of course, could derail that. I know that. That's the NFL. That's just the way how football works. I just look at the offensive line unit, and they're better. Defensively, you're getting young guys like Derek Brown and Etor Grossmanos to step into starting roles for the first time. And Well, not well, at least for Etor Grossmanos, but you're getting him to step into starting roles heading into the third year. Brian Burns is coming off a Pro Bowl season. You add Xavier Woods to this defense, Matt Ioannidis, Damian Wilson coming in, Corey Littleton to try and bolster the linebacker room. That defense should be good. Chris Tabor taking over the special teams, getting an all-pro punter in Johnny Hecker. Zane Gonzalez coming back. Andre Roberts, who's been an all-pro returner. And now you have a real quarterback, someone who has shown in Cleveland a dumpster fire of an organization that he can take that team to the playoffs. And not just get to the playoffs, he can win a game on the road, which is, I think, is, which I, which is what I think the Carolina Panthers are going to have to do if they make the playoffs this year. Not if, sorry, win. They make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to have to win a game on the road. And Baker has shown that he can do that. CMC's got to stay healthy. The wide receivers, especially Robbie, have to step up outside of DJ Moore. Terrace Marshall, he's got to suck it up and step it up. Rashard Higgins needs to be what he was in Cleveland as a third or fourth option. And it would be nice to get something, anything, out of the tight ends. But now that Baker Mayfield is officially the starting quarterback and looking at the rest of this roster, I'm ready to say this is a 10-7 football team in 10-7 should result in the playoffs. Because typically, you win 10 games, you go to the playoff. And the rule of three, year one, you stink. Year two, you get a little bit better. We didn't see it in the win column last year, but year three is the time where you make that leap. I know it was in college, but I believe. Now with Baker Mayfield firmly entrenched as QB1 here in Carolina, this Panthers team is a sleeper and will be a 10-7 team here in 2022. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you get your podcast. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to participate in this weekend's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. In the meantime, stay safe, keep pounding as always, and I will talk to you all on Wednesday.